Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast with a relentless and resilient thrive. It is your content creator and host, Sarah J. Gather some popcorn, rally the girls. Let's go have some fun. What is up, Sincerely Shameless Podcast community? What is popping, shameless brand? What is really going on in your world? I am so curious to know because I am feeling a season change. I'm feeling a season shift um, for good. <laughs> we we don't need anything other than something good. Um, it is your favorite long distance cousin. And you know, I got to stay far away because if I stay too close, we ain't going to get nothing done. Favorite host, content creator, blog, brand, writer, ambassador, Sarah J of The Shameless Brand. And um, we are just trucking along through this season, despite some inconsistencies, despite some life changes, some hiccups. Um, we are still pushing down the road because that's just what we do. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. It actually um, it came to me this morning as I was getting prepared to get some x-rays done for having my braces taken off. And no surprise there, I might have to get them put back on because what needed to be corrected wasn't corrected. So just been marinating on sometimes the third time is the charm. Not interested though, I'll be honest. Um, I want to dive right into this episode and this episode actually needs no notes, um, which I'm excited about because... <sighs> I can really feel when I have to read off my notes. <laughs> um, but without further ado, I don't want to keep you waiting. So as usual, this wouldn't be the Sincerely Shameless podcast. And I wouldn't be Sarah J if I didn't kick this episode off with a story time. Let's get into it. So let's go back. Let's go back 13 years. And then let's preface this story time with something called intersectionality. And when I think of intersectionality, I am not sure if this is the Google definition, um, but I will say it is when multiple people come into alignment to make something happen, but all parties are necessary. I guess it's kind of like a comfortable collide. All right, let's get into it. So 13 years ago, um, I was offered a full ride basketball scholarship. Goodness, was this 13 years ago? Maybe even longer, but we'll stick with 13. Um, this scholarship was an out-of-state offer and um, it was to a junior college and um, your girl said yes, okay, um, with no other offers on the table, barely graduating high school after attending 30-something different schools between elementary and high school, your girl said yes, okay, who am I to say no? So I get to this college out in Alabama, um, Southern, but not Southern enough for this area, um, pull up in my Ford Escort, and I am about to get out here and play some ball. Well, to my surprise, not really my surprise, um, I experienced a lot of rejection from the women on the basketball team. One reason um, being because 
I was unable to connect and there was very limited relatability. But then another reason is I had a guy friend that I made on the basketball team. And though we seemed like the most unlikely pair of people who would get along, we actually had a lot in common. Um, He understood what it looked like to come from one background and aspire to live a different life. And that's what I've been about since I can remember. So um, after completing one year of college there, I ended up leaving, moving back to Atlanta, Georgia, starting my life at Kennesaw State University, spending entirely too much time there, honestly, spending entirely too much time there. But throughout this entire time, my friend, who becomes a very close friend of mine, uh, B, he and I stay in constant communication. Um, He experienced some life um, changes as things went on, as far as completing school, um, getting a new job, meeting a young lady, um, having a child, then leaving um, the young lady, they were not working out, but ends up having a beautiful daughter out of the deal and just trucking down the road of really trying to understand adulthood. Well, pause that story um, to date and let's go back 12 years. Well, as mentioned, when I left the college out in Alabama, I attended Kennesaw State University and I met this lovely young lady who was spunky, but passionate. And um, we actually met over um, at some like university event and I wanted a Pepsi. They didn't have Pepsi. They only had Cokes. And I just remember thinking like, wow, where's the Pepsi? And I know her thoughts were, wow, this girl's annoying. Well, as life would have it, we are best friends to this day. So During that time, she was in a committed full-on relationship. She ended up getting married, ended up having two children, and then she recently got divorced. Well, to bring the story full circle, I recently spent some time in Atlanta, and I wanted to get my close friends together. So I invited B, I invited Steph, and two other people. And um, we went to this Middle Eastern restaurant. And I remember B saying, Sarah, I'm not interested in going. I'm going to go just because you asked me to come, but... I don't know what half the stuff is on the menu and it looked terrible. And I invited Steph and Steph's like, well, I'll have my daughter with me. So I'm not really sure how much I'll be able to engage, but I'll I'll be there. My whole goal wasn't to play Cupid. I did just want these two people to kind of know that they both exist in the same city and state and um, going about my day. So we sat down, we ate, we laughed. We really had a really good time. And then um, we all went our separate ways. Well, a week later, these two end up connecting by way of social media. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And to date, they have hit it off. They have hit it off to the point to where they are co-blending their children. They're getting along. They're making plans, spending birthdays together. And um, I remember speaking to Steph and I I just asked her, I said, hey, Steph, um, are y'all in a relationship? She says, Well, I haven't had that conversation with him, Sarah, she said, but I will say I don't have to because I already know. And I said, wow, that's some deep faith. So then after that, I said, so how are you feeling about that? That's my number one question to any and everything. How do you feel about it? Because oftentimes we miss and not assess. And sometimes you need to check in. And she said, Sarah, I feel like it's happening all so soon and I'm concerned if it's real or not. And I just kind of paused for a moment because I wanted to take that in and I didn't want to play my normal role 
So I took it in and then I just said, isn't it interesting how we've been asking and talking about getting certain things for years and then it pops up and happens at an exponential rate without question or doubt and somehow we're afraid to grab it or accept it. And then I just asked her, what is that about? And um, she said she doesn't know, but then I had to remind her. And if you don't have friends like this in your life, I really implore you to get you some. I said, Steph, from the beginning of time since I've met you, the only thing you've said is that you wanted to be married with a family. Why are you shocked that this is happening? She's like, well, you know my background, you know my story. And I said, well, I get all that, but why are you shocked that it's happening? If that's what you've asked for and you finally get it, do you no longer want it? Or did you think you weren't going to get it and was just talking for fun? And um, she said, you're right. You're right, Sarah. And um, this story time is going to lead us right into this week's episode. Self-titling it as just say it and accept it. All right. So I thoroughly hope you enjoyed that story time. I know it wasn't specifically about me, but the reason I wanted to share that is because it actually pointed out some things about myself that I haven't really taken ownership of. And um, just as simply stated in the original story, I had to call myself out about some things too. So how many times have we, and I say we, I mean you and I, said, man, I really want X, Y, Z, or man, it'd be super cool if I had X, Y, and Z, or or maybe even those deep prayers. Um, I know for myself, I've always prayed about just being stable in heart and mind and physical body. Um, and then you look up and you are stable and you're bargaining with it. Like, oh, this can't be real. Or like, I, I don't trust it. Like what's happening? And, um, it's 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 a tricky little tactic, but basically the story time to me was relevant because not only did I get to call out one of my girlfriends in the most loving way, like, hey, don't sabotage this. Don't mess this up. This is beautiful. You're deserving of it. You're worth it. And you've prayed for it and paid through life's trials and tribulations for it. So when it comes your way, open arms, grab it, you know? But even as I was saying that to her, I felt convicted myself because I've transitioned in seasons to where I've been very shell-shocked to talk about what I want. I have become quite silent, actually, where I felt like if I started to say, man, I really want that, then, you know, I'll get it and then it'll be a trick, like, gotcha, you know? So I'm just like, maybe if I don't say anything, then if I don't say anything, if I don't desire anything, then if I get nothing, then who's really, you know, losing? Not me because I ain't want nothing, right? And so <laughs> I will say the people who 
find re, find it easy to reject it, want it the most, right? So I know for myself, even after moving up here in Ohio, it was really hard for me to place a desire because it felt like day by day by day, I was losing something. I was getting hit by another thing, like literal compounded life instances in grief and to where I got to the point to where it's like, I just, I ain't saying nothing. Like, danged if I do, danged if I don't. If you want to come get the car, come get the car. If you don't, you don't want the car, just leave the car. Like, I said nothing. And while I did not receive much disappointment because when disappointment did come, I was already prepared to be disappointed, I didn't experience much joy either. And maybe that's the whole trick. Like, maybe that's the whole setup. It's to get worn down by life instances to where you stop speaking about what you'd like to see. And once you stop speaking about what you'd like to see, you've made no room to see anything good. And I guess for myself, hearing my friend Steph say that was a reminder for me. Like, Sarah, you stopped speaking. And you can't be shocked that you're getting nothing because you ain't said nothing. And so over the past two weeks, I've been saying things that have been deep in my heart, but I've been too afraid to say anything. So I've been saying things like, man, I would love to buy a house. You know, where did that come from? Well, that came from 2017's desire after I sold my house, but I had gotten so beat down in that selling process and feeling like I lost it all that I am not trying this again. I spent $14,000 in furniture. I mean, and I walked away with nothing. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Oh God. But that's still a desire, you know, like, man, I would really love to be in a loving, healthy relationship. I will be honest, even saying it right now on this podcast gives me chills. <laughs> but I do. But ever since the first heartbreak back when I was 21, yes, I'm still healing, get off my back, okay? <laughs> I have not been able to really say it. And so it's no shock that I get these little pianistic situations, <laughs> you know, because I haven't said anything. And so like, maybe that's the setup is to continue to say it despite the situation, to speak to those things as they be not as though they are, so we can actually get to the other side of it. And so even while being able to hear my girl Steph tell me she is terrified and afraid because this feels too good to be true and it's happening all so fast, well, didn't laboring for 12 years saying what you want doesn't that count too? So technically it's not that fast. Technically it's kind of late, right? Or like right on time, like after saying it for 12 years and having this deep desire for 12 years and you get it in, in three months, well, that sounds like perfect timing if you ask me. And even to myself, I, you know, had to say the same thing as I was chatting with Steph on the phone, but then even getting off the phone, I was like, Sarah, you You've wanted these things. Just say it. And I trembled in saying it because once I said it, then that meant my heart's desire was exposed. And I didn't want to feel rejection or being told no after I exposed my heart's desire. But on the flip side of that, how will you get it if? you don't know. Like, how will you get it 
if no one knows. If we are going to get things in life by way of people-to-people interaction, through by way of prayer, by way of speaking it into an existence, if you don't say it, you can't be mad that you didn't get it. Who's reading your mind? Who's combing through your heart desires? I don't know. It's kind of tricky. Um, but that's kind of what I came up with. So I know that was a lot. It was jumbled. I'm still piecing it through in my mind together because honestly, after um, all the the loss and the grief and the ups and downs and the uncertainty of, you know, literally just graduating with my master's, working in the workforce, being laid off after the right at the peak of the pandemic, and then moving my life around, becoming a caregiver for my father, watching him deteriorate and degrade and then die, um, working two jobs, coming um, on the road and getting into that, dealing with all the different personalities, but still dealing with myself, dealing with um, having to properly plan and still be a friend and estrangement from my family. And then dealing with rough winters. Oh my gosh, y'all pray for me. And then still coming to this point to where I'm looking at it like, what does Sarah want? I have become mute. And now I'm finally speaking again and speaking because I want it and accepting it if I get it and still speaking if I don't is a challenge (laughs) for me. And um, it's probably a challenge for you because oftentimes in life, we're we're green and we're excited about it. And then we try one time, we don't get it. We feel ashamed for wanting it and we feel ashamed for not getting it. And so we feel ashamed for asking for it again. And um, in order to reduce that shame, it's being able to say, hey, I want this and I'm deserving of it and accepting it with open arms if you get it and stay trying again if you don't. Um, I even had to do this with myself here recently. I wanted a promotion because I wanna make more money because of this lifestyle that I wanna live. Um, I wanna be able to save more. I wanna be able to, um, y'all know, typically I'd say travel more, but I do that a lot. But so I wanna save more <laughs> and um I didn't get the promotion. And I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I I knew I shouldn't have even applied because I didn't need that. I had a rejection. But then I had to think through it and say, just because I didn't get that promotion doesn't mean I don't have a bigger opportunity down the road. And I do. And so I'm still like, I I still want that lifestyle. All bets are not off. And so here are some of the... um, I guess like some tips or some takeaways that I wanted to share with you guys while I've come out of this silent season of being emotionally and mentally beat down by life and um, being able to honor my desires. Um, One of the takeaways is a desire is a desire as a desire is unmet. Meaning until you fulfill that desire, it's still gonna be there and you can push it down, you can bury it, you can drink yourself to numb it, smoke yourself to pass it. A desire is a desire and it's a desire until it's met. So 
you might as well make peace with that. Um, Another takeaway was don't be the side piece to life, as in allowing yourself to watch everyone's life thrive and flourish and you're encouraging and then life's taking its its chances and stabs at you and only on a Sunday evening at 8 p.m. you take out some time for yourself to just experience a little bit of peace. Go after life at 100% full throttle. Take take your breaks, rest, do all those things, but still go after life full throttle so you can get what you want out of it. Three and another takeaway and third, I guess, would be um, life is for the living. I know we hear that a lot and it's in regard to being above or below ground. But think of it as Um, above ground and understand that there are people on this earth that have air in their lungs and blood pumping through their veins and no passion, no desire to connect and purpose. And they're just going through the motions. And so they are not living. And we've met those people. I've met those people. No excitement, no joy, you know, nothing to look forward to, no dangling carrot. Um, they are literally the walking dead. And so life is for the living. Take the chance on yourself to actually go after what you want. Don't allow life to hand you what life wants to hand you. Um, you'll look up and you'll realize, I, I really wanted more. And so on this journey of shamelessness, it is totally okay to desire and go after your heart's desires. I know here recently I had been talked out of it just because I like no one talked, no one said anything. It was just the way life was hitting. I mean, I'm like experiencing loss and all this other stuff. I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to have these things. And maybe, maybe that's for my children or maybe the girl next door. And it's like, no, but that's still my heart's desire. And that's for me. I just got to keep speaking it. So to you, from me, just say it, you know, just say it despite your situation, just say it despite your emotional standpoint, just say it despite your mentality, just say it because what ends up happening is once you say it, things people and places start to get into alignment to prepare for your heart's desire. Just say it. All right, good people, shameless folk. I hope you really enjoyed those first two segments of the podcast. I am not going to lie. I felt like my heart flutter a bit, maybe even a little bit of tears because I feel like big things are happening and I'm excited about that. Um, And actually I have like the lens to receive it and to experience and accept it, which makes it all the more better. So um, we are at the third and final segment of the podcast. As you know, it's a new edition, extremely excited about it. Um, It is where we take an opportunity to reflect on areas of our lives that we are still healing in. And um, that is the I'm still healing moment. So um, 
my I'm still healing moment, despite this entire episode, because it's going to sound contradictory, um, but I'm still healing the area of daring to dream. I feel like I have prayed a lot over these past few years. I feel like I have, you know, put seed in the ground for a lot of things. And then I just stopped speaking um, and stopped dreaming. I just kind of accepted that I'd be stuck in Ohio and, you know, have to date some Midwestern boy. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) And it all felt just so, so tragic. And um, here recently, due to just seeing things turning around and um, aggressively saying, I will not accept that answer, I've begun to dream again. I am daring myself to dream again. Um, Growing up, my dad would always say, what fantasy farmland do you live in? Because I always had these big, grand, dramatic, drawn out dreams. You know, um, me and my sisters at the time would play um, games and I'd, you know, be Barbie and I'd be like, I want this luscious crib and this beautiful husband and these children and this pool. And oh my God, like literally just a dreamer. And I can look at my life and see how life has taken its licks and um, kind of blew out that spark. And so here recently, I have been daring myself to dream and waking that little girl up again and seeing if she can help me build the life that I've always dreamed and desired. Um, it's gonna come with some some shakeups, some ups and downs, but I'm determined to live that life. So that is my I'm still healing moment that I'm pushing myself to dream big like I always used to, so that I don't feel shortchanged in the life that I, getting the life that I didn't want and being mad that I got the life that I didn't want, despite the fact that I didn't dream about it. So that is my I am still healing moment, but I am curious to know what yours is. Have you let life blow your candle out too? (laughs) I know how trauma and tragedy works, man. Um, So I'm just curious. You guys know how to find me. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. As always, it is a pleasure to sit at this desk and communicate with you. Um, Same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Sincerely Shameless episode on the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where we unpack shame through vulnerability. It takes courage, resiliency, and effort. I truly hope you get the opportunity to share this episode with a friend who shares it with another friend who shares it with another friend as we all collectively come together to become the better version of ourselves. 
If you haven't already had the opportunity, be sure to head over to www.theshamelessbrand.me for blog updates. You can also stay in constant communication through Instagram, and that is at she is so shameless with two O's and underscore at the end. I really look forward to chatting with you next week. You are loved, and we got this.